0: Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy.
1: Um, What is compassion? What, what, when you think about the word compassion, what, what does it mean to you? What, what is our definition of it? You know, is it just feeling sorry for somebody? Because the, the dictionary definition of compassion is a strong feeling of sympathy and sadness for the suffering or bad luck of others. So you could say then that you have compassion for the Braves right now because <laughs> it's not going well. Right. That that might just be the you know like oh man, man I'm hurting for them oh you know we I think our definitions sometimes of of words especially you know in regard to being a Christian some can sometimes get kind of convoluted maybe they can. Maybe they can just get, you know, they lose their real meaning. You know, maybe, you know, do we have compassion for people? You know, is your idea of compassion, you know, you see something as you're scrolling along and and it just kind of makes you go, aww, but then you keep scrolling until you find like your crock pot enchilada recipe and you're like, ooh, yummy, you know, and you kind of forget what you were so moved by before. You know, and I think sometimes as Christians, that's, that's kind of the extent, you know, our compassion is, oh, I'm sorry you can't sell your vacation home. You know, like, I feel bad for you, I'll pray for you, you know, like, what does it really mean? Scripture gives us a, a pretty good idea. If you look from, from Genesis all the way to Revelation, the concept, the idea uh, of compassion is there. Um, There's a Greek word for it, which I'm not going to say to you because I can't say it. So, but I'll tell you when you when you if you get your Bible dictionary out and you look up the Greek term used for compassion, it means this: as to be moved to one's bowels. There's a term we use a lot called "I've got a gut feeling." I got a gut feeling about this. There's, a, there's a something about the gut. It was, it was believed long before they could do x-rays and MRIs and all sorts of scans and stuff of the body. It was believed that your gut was the, the seat. Your gut was the place of your deepest feelings, of your deepest understanding. It was the place that moved you. And so it means to be moved by this. Jesus shows us compassion in Mark, and, I, and there's a lot of verses we could look at today, but I'm just going to look at, offer this one out of Mark chapter 1, verses 40 and 42. And here's what's going on. I'll set this up. Jesus is doing his ministry. He, he's out doing his ministry. People are coming to see him. They're hearing. They're, they're getting healed. Um, their lives are being changed. And like, So wherever Jesus went, people were going. And his disciples sometimes almost acted as bodyguards for him because it was just like people were flocking to him. They wanted to be around him. They wanted to see life change. And so Jesus is walking along. And here's what happens beginning in verse 40 of Mark 1. A man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus. He's basically blocking his path. I don't know where you're going, Jesus, but I got a problem And so he kneels in front of them, begging to be healed. And he says this, if you are willing, can you heal me and make me clean? Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. Now I could spend the whole rest of this time and we could go way past the lunch hour talking about the implications of what is going on here. The, the social implications, the legal implications of Jesus touching an unclean man. Of Jesus reaching out and touching someone who no one else would touch. There were laws against this man. And he came and blocked Jesus' path and said, I need your help. And Jesus said to him, I am willing and so he, we see here that Jesus is moved to compassion. What we find here with Jesus is he's saying, you know what, I know this is against the law. I know that this leper is he, supposed to be around other people. He, here he is, he's breaking the law. I'm breaking the law, I'm about to touch him. That's going to break another law. I know some people are going to be upset about this fact. Even his own disciples thought it was kind of strange. Jesus understood the implications, the ramifications, the ripple effect of doing this, but he was moved to compassion. See, compassion is not just a feeling. Compassion goes way past that. So compassion is not just when we scroll. Compassion is not just when our team doesn't win and we feel bad for them. It's not just a feeling. It goes one step further. Compassion causes us not just to feel, and this is what Jesus is teaching us here. It's it, it, He wants us to care so much that we're not just feeling something, but that we're doing something. Allie, I appreciate where are you? Allie, I appreciate it's not just a concert Saturday night. It's not just an opportunity for people just to come and play music. There's a purpose behind it. You were moved by the situation with your friend, the, 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 that whole family situation and the abuse of that child, you were moved to respond. So what we're experiencing Saturday night, if you come up here and pay five bucks, what's five bucks, and come and hear some great music, some great artists, some just great talent, but, but it's, the, it's the outpouring, it's the, that is the ripple effect of the compassion. You didn't just go, oh, dang. That's a horrible story. Wow. I'll pray and nothing moved. We are moved to something. Jesus was moved. Jesus didn't just from a, there was something going on there with Jesus because you know what? We know what goes on with Jesus. He he did it a couple other times. He could have just said, "Hey leper, way over there. I really don't want to get near you, but be healed." And he would have been healed because he was Jesus. He could do that. Jesus reached out and touched him. See, he was moved. He wanted to show compassion, and so today is a little bit of a different day. It's not going to be a really long sermon. We've always—is there ever a normal day in here? I don't know if we ever have a normal. What is a normal day? And as we were preparing for this week, um, Kristen Bimbry is on our staff, and she's one of the people that was um, helping with with the Compassion Day and. And, uh, you know, we're thinking, I was thinking about this week and what we were going to do. And this is something that was interesting to me, talking about compassion. Oh, I think his name is Ed Swanson. No, we're not sure. Somebody Google it. The, the guy that started Compassion, okay? So anyway, back in 1952, he was in Korea. He, he was there helping military people, right? And one day he's walking along and he sees some guys throwing some, some you know, bundles of trash out and they're about to load him up on a truck. And so he sees this and they were like kicking the bags before they put him up on the truck. And he's thinking, oh, they're making sure their rats are cleared out so they're not throwing rats up on their truck, you know, so, okay. He gets a little closer and there's little arms and legs out of those bundles. These were orphan children that didn't have an advocate. They had nobody. And they were hauling the kids off. They were making sure that they were done. They were dead before they threw him off, and so this moved him. So he said, "What can I do for these orphans?" And so he started a little place right there, and he had 32 kids. And suddenly he realized, "I can't take care of th- how do, How can I take care of 32?" So he wrote back to the states and said, "Hey." Um, Here's 32 kids and he had a list of 32 kids and he asked some people in the States, some churches, some Christians, some people he knew and said, hey, would you take kid number one and would you be willing to take number two and three? And they said, yeah, we will. And that's how compassion started. And now it's all over the world and millions of kids are in need. See, he was moved. He didn't just go, man, that is horrible. Because right, we do that. I mean, you're sitting there right now going, that's horrible. That's That's... The worst thing you could think of, children being thrown out like trash. Right? But he didn't just feel it, he was moved. He was moved. That, that, that's compassion. You know, we sang about it at the, that, that first song of our, of our worship time together. Is that, that um, I wrote the words down because I'm horrible at remembering words. That God would be the solution. You know, how often do we want God to be our solution, right? God, I've got this problem. Please be my solution. One of the things I pray a lot is that God would be the exclamation mark to our question marks. You know, I pray, God, would you be our solution? But if you think about what else we sang in that song is that we would be the hands and feet. Guess what, people of God? We are the solution in the name of Jesus. Just like Ed, the guy that founded, I think it's Ed, that founded Compassion. Everett, I was close, I had an E, there we go. Everett Swanson, did I get Swanson right? Okay, second time we've said Everett today, Caitlin, there you go. Um, So here's Everett doing this, and and he's moved to compassion. He is the hands and feet. Imagine if he hadn't responded that day. I mean, hundreds and thousands and thousands of children would not know basic health care. And schooling, uh, a, a very, very basic diet if he hadn't have been moved, compassion. Would you watch this with me? As I was preparing for this day, I kept seeing these videos, and I just couldn't not let this one go. Let's watch this. This one says to care so much that we're not just feeling something, but we're doing something. Let's get some perspective here for a minute, people. We get upset when our kid didn't get to play in a ball game. And here is this mother saying, wait, my child. You know, let's get a little perspective here. Most of us would call what they live in a shanty, a shack, something to call defects about. Yet she would call a great place to live. Let's get some perspective Coffee drinkers. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking, oh, that's a wonderful program. We can't afford it. We cannot afford it. Coffee drinkers spend approximately $48 a month on coffee. Fast food. The average American spends $232 per month eating meals prepared outside the home. Let's get some perspective. Gym memberships. The average gym membership is $55 a month, but 60% of those gym memberships never get used. Perspective. I can't afford it. The average customer will pay $123 a month for cable. The average vacation expense in the United States for a family of four is $4,580. And sponsorship for one compassion child is $38 a month. $1.27 a day. A day. If you're currently a compassion sponsor, would you please Stand. On behalf, of <laughs> on behalf of a lot of kids, I say thank you. I say thank you. Drew and I have been sponsors of this young man named Fulbert. He just turned 13. He lives in Togo, West Africa. Uh, the average income in Togo in his village, uh, in his community, is $33 a month. So, what we are able to help provide, which is negligible, we don't miss it. You know, we're, we're not at the end of the month going, oh, if we hadn't have done that compassion thing, we'd be able to eat. <laughs> Sorry, Mallory, no food for you. <laughs> how to do compassion. But what we don't even miss is more than what the average adult can earn. I mean, they're doing well to earn in his community. Today is not manipulation. I mean, it's not about that. Some of you right now, you're feeling moved and you want, to, you want to do something. Maybe you've heard about compassion for years. I did. We didn't start sponsoring Fulbert until 2010. My daughter's birthday's next week and one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to start sponsoring another child and find one around Mallory's age and, um, unless the Lord tells us differently, you know. I know older kids sometimes are harder to they're in greater need. But uh we're gonna start doing that. And you know what? We're not gonna miss the money. But we're gonna be hopefully helpful in a child's life, who knows where on this planet with basic health care needs, hygiene, education, oh yeah, and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because, see, Compassion partners with churches, and these children are not just getting a check. Someone's not coming and dropping off some money. They partner with churches, and these children come to these places. They call them projects. They, they come to these projects, and, and it's after school. Sometimes it is the school, and, th- and this is where they're, they are supported and given this. Ellen is going to come up and, and read. You know, a couple of years ago, it's, you know, Ellen came and said, hey, can we do a Compassion Sunday? And it was through that that we got Fulbert. You know, Ellen was like, we need to do this because she's been sponsoring a child for a while, and she's going to share a little bit, and I'm going to stand real close to her in case she starts, her eyes start to leak a little bit. Uh,
0: this is mine and Ben's compassion child, Ordina. age as Carson, and um, they like to see letters, and um, Carson's my best bud, so I sent her a picture of me and him and told her that he was her same age, and this was her response letter um, to that. Lordina, okay, and sorry, a project worker wrote this because she was too young to write it, so this was, this was her response. Lordina is so happy about the picture that she would not allow anyone to touch it. She says that she will take it to school and show it to her friends. She says Carson is a very big boy, a lot bigger now, and she look, and he looks like a grown-up. This was in 2010. <laughs> she wants Carson to be her brother. She says thank you for being there for her, and she feels good to know that you love her. And um, on the back, she always uh, includes a prayer request. Some of the letters do, and it says she wants prayers to be able to learn, read, to learn real hard in school. And she drew a little picture. Um, and like I said, this was in 2010, so she's grown up a lot since then. But um, it's just a, it's a sweet example of uh, being the hands and feet of Christ, and how much it means to them, and in turn, how much it means to you. So, thanks. Thank you, Ellen. Yeah. Oh, sorry.
1: It's okay. So we, we told Compassion, hey, we, we to, yeah, we want to be part of this Compassion Sunday. And they said, well, how many you average in worship? And we said, oh, about 1,000 people. you have four services. You know. And they said, okay. And, and they, they know what they're doing. They've been doing this for a while. So they, they look at the you know, average worship, and they say, all right, we know how many packets to send. And they sent us 50 packets for four worship services. I don't know about you guys, but when I get 5% on an exam, I'm not feeling so hot. Um, and when you get a paycheck and the employer says, you know, we're just going to pay you 5% this month. Is that, is that cool? You know, none of us are cool with that. But they've been doing this long enough to know that only 5% of 1,000 are maybe going to respond. This is not manipulation today. But hopefully, some of you have felt moved beyond feeling To now follow it with action. Because we just don't know. We have no clue what our help sponsorship that we don't even miss when we go to balance our paycheck at the end of the month. Who does that? I don't know. But anyway, some people balance their paycheck. But what I'm saying is, is we don't miss it. And yet it is changing lives. Changing lives. So the band's going to come up, and we're going to do what we always do after after a time of hearing uh, from the Word and hearing Jesus and seeing Jesus giving us example today of being moved by compassion. And we're going to worship God. He deserves our worship. He deserves our praise. But any time during this worship, feel free to go back there to those back tables. Ellen's back there, and Nina and Kristen and Emily, and they'd be happy to answer any questions you have. And you can see some of the children that are represented. Um, you know, what'd be awesome is if we run out. And if that happens, you can go online and you can, just, and you can go online and do that. Let me tell you something really cool that happened in our 9, 930 service. Um, I say really cool. It is, Kristen says, I don't ever cry, but this about did it. A, a mom was here worshiping who lost her daughter not too long ago. And she was like, I, I'm going to sponsor somebody. So she picked up, just picked up a, a, a card right there, a, a girl Picked it up and looked at it and talked to Chris and looked look back down. And, the, and this, this little girl was born on the same date that this woman lost her little girl. And she said, I'm supposed to do this. We are moved, compassion, not just to feel, but to respond. We've got a, we live in a really big world, people a lot bigger than, than, than Valdosta and Lowndes County and Georgia and the United States of America we live in a really big world and you and I have been blessed beyond measure and we have an opportunity to make a difference so during the worship that God deserves feel free to go back there and check out that table and, and hopefully it's empty by the time you decide to go and then you can go online later and check it out too would you pray with me, Father, today, to to witness baptism and to see your precious little boy Noah, God, and to see what you're going to do in his life. Thank you for his parents and his family. Our gaze goes to you and then we be people who are filled with compassion and so in the name of your son jesus christ we pray amen amen
0: thanks for listening to the solomon's porch podcast we hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvaldasta.com slash give. Until next time, stay classy, listening friends.